Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Quality Manhood, a show meant for Christian men seeking to understand how to apply God's truth in everyday life. I'm one of your hosts, PJ Burner, here with my co-host, Kellen Allen. What's up, guys? And a returning guest to the studio, Brandon Meller. I'm back. Thank you guys for having me again. Glad to have you back. So we're talking about sports on this episode, and we've got Kellen here. Kellen, you played collegiate sports. Yeah, I played at Long Island University in Brooklyn, New York. I played basketball there for four years. It was an exciting time, and to play sports in the, the Big Apple was awesome. And you guys were the, the fighting blackbirds, is that right? You just added fighting to that, but I guess you could say that. Just the blackbirds. It was just the blackbirds. But when so you hear blackbirds, that's an, you insinuate. It's, they're fighting. It's you, you never, you've never met a nice like, blackbird, nah, have you? I, I think about a crow, and yeah. I'll, I'll often wonder, why weren't we just the Long Island University crows? But I guess blackbirds sounds a little bit more fierce, fierce. I guess. I wouldn't go to the bank on that one. Okay. Brandon, you worked uh, you worked in the sports field, sports marketing with uh, a big university in yeah, Florida, huh? Yeah. So I um yeah, I actually started as a sports writer. So 2004 when I was in college, started as a sports writer, became the editor-in-chief of the student newspaper at Florida State University and then eventually turned that into a job uh, working in the athletics department. So up until I started working here at Compass Bible Church, I worked in sports, specifically sports marketing from 2004 to 2018. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. That's Crazy. awesome. And I, I uh, my connection to sports is I watch sports. Yes. So um, I'm the everyman in this conversation and uh, uh, was uh, not not uh, an outstanding athlete in, in any shape or form. So I'm just here to contribute the fans' perspective. But let's start by talking about the most important question with this, which is which is the best sport? I got the perfect answer. It's basketball. It's not true. Brandon? Uh, football. That's not true either. It is clearly baseball. That takes four hours to watch. Dude, if you are a man of patience and if you are a man of discernment, (laughs) then you can see the beauty in the game of baseball. Or if you're just a man. It's very sanctifying is what you're saying, having to watch baseball. See, now you're twisting my words there. No, (laughs) it's it's the best sport. And the World Series going on, I mean, it's... It's, it's a exciting. great sport in October. I love it in October. It's exactly. great. It's just great. the other 162 that's games right. that you yeah, can't That's right. And I love football year-round. Football year-round. Yeah. Right. College or pro? Well, there's two There's two me's. Old me is college football all the way, growing up in the South and working at a, a major you know, college football program all about college football, but I've shifted. I moved to California, and I'm kind of I'm I'm more NFL guy now. So you're a Cowboys fan, is what you're saying? Not a Cowboys fan. That's uh, it's America's uh, it, it, team, unless Deion so. Sanders is playing for the Cowboys, then I'm all in. But he's not anymore. You know why there's a hole in the roof, don't you? Tell me. So God can watch his team. Ah, right? uh, yes. yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. I agree. Not bad. So we may disagree on what the best sport is, but uh, when we think about sports, I, I think sometimes in Christian circles, sports can get a bad rap. Uh, people think about the, the bad side of sports, and we'll address that in just a second here. But we want to start by asking this question, are, are sports bad or sinful in and of themselves? No, I, I don't think they're, they're bad at all. Um, they can be used for, for great purposes, for godly purposes. You look at Paul, uh, he makes references to just an athlete, a runner. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24, he starts off by saying, do you not know that in a race all runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. So you see that Paul is, is making the, the illustration there, just referring to athletes and how much discipline goes into being an athlete and how much focus. And there's just a lot of things that you can learn from it. Um, just even from today, we talked about the World Series. Uh, there's a couple of Nationals players that were very 
outspoken about just how they want to be known as a Christian more so than they want to be known as a, a baseball player. And I look at the grand stage of the World Series as somebody like you being a big fan of baseball. They're looking at it as like, hey, I'm on the biggest stage, but yet I want to glorify Christ way more than I want glory for being a baseball player in the World Series because that's not going to go anywhere. So I just think that that's an awesome platform that we can use as sports of glorifying Christ. Yeah, and and we, you know, if we're not actually participating, we can use sports as a way to to share the gospel as well. Whether you're gathering with people, you're you know, you're joining them before a game, hanging out, or you're sitting in the stands with somebody, or so much so, just recently here in, in our local community, we were hitting up all the soccer fields in town and passing out flyers for our, our big annual you know fall festival here on our campus at church. So you know, there's just uh, it's just kind of a the environment kind of breeds that kind of communication and and camaraderie and fun and you know there's a good opportunity there to be in communication with people about God and about the gospel and, and, and using those, you know, using those opportunities for good in that way. Yeah. And when we think about our, our kids, all of us have kids, we've got kids that are involved in sports, uh, are going to be involved in sports. Uh, sports teach our, our kids a lot of things. They teach them uh, self-discipline and, uh, and perseverance. It, it teaches them when they lose the ability to cope with, with loss and disappointment in a good way, in a godly way. Um, teaches the importance of, of cooperation, of teamwork, of self-denial. You know, all of these things are good things that can come out of, of sports that uh, are good things to instill in our kids. And, uh, and yeah, as we think about sports, it's, it's like anything else that we come across, right? We need to make sure that what, how we engage with sports and the way that we play sports, use sports, is done in the right manner and for the right reasons. Uh, Colossians 3.17, whatever you do, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And that's important to remember in this conversation. Uh, Kellen, you mentioned the athletes that, that use sports as a platform. And just thinking about that, doing everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Uh, the guy who steps up to the plate, hits a home run, runs the bases, hits home plate and points up to the sky. Uh, you know, th- there is a difference, right, between uh, kind of that, that glib acknowledgement of like, hey, I'm going to point to the sky and I'm glorifying God through that versus somebody who's really living it out, um, who actually is putting skin in the game and proclaiming the gospel uh, from that platform. And so, um, yeah, we, we need to be careful with that. And, and even as, as we're teaching our kids, as we're raising uh, kids to play sports, and, and what does that actually mean to, uh, to glorify God through your sports? Let's, let's just chew on that for a second. What does it actually practically look like for me to say, I'm glorifying God through m- the sport that I play? Yeah, I mean it's not just lip service, right? We we see we see so many guys. And you know what's what's interesting about sports is that, you know, in in a culture where God is the enemy, where people are are turning from God or they're or they're looking down on you if you're somebody who proclaim your faith. In sports, it's almost like an accepted thing. If a guy comes to a post-game interview and he's like, you know, all glory to God and and you know, I want to give God credit first, or a guy's pointing to the sky when when he does something good. You accept people seem to accept that they seem to be like okay yeah that makes sense this is sports and, and this we see this happen all the time which that's great we we like that we want to see that happening but if if a guy isn't going out and living a life that's publicly you see it is not glorifying to God he's a partier he's doing all these different things where he's not being a good example that's where it's the issue and, and I think that's the biggest thing is just not lip service right if you're a guy who is or or a, a woman who's who's playing sports and you're and you're you know touting you know God's goodness in your life and giving you the skills to achieve these 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 feats you need to be backing it up and you need to be using that platform for good and taking every opportunity you can to grow God's kingdom and 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 proclaim the gospel and, and proclaim how good how good God is so it's not just something where it's in that moment you give God credit. You're giving God credit for everything, the off the field, the on the field, in the community, all those different things as well. We need to pay attention to that. And if you're somebody who's in that, opportunity, in that position, you need to be doing that. 
Yeah, I, I think about there was uh, a football player that that did an interview, and I think you're totally right, Brandon, in saying that you know it's almost become cliche of like, hey, first off, want to give glory to God, and then they just go on, and you look at their life, and it, it just doesn't reflect that. Uh, there was a football player; he played for the Ravens um, at one point in time, and. He, he went on. He went beyond the, you know, I, I want to glorify God, but he started talking about Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior and giving your life to Christ and, and uh, living for Christ. And, you know, I, I think it's one thing, and it's, it's pretty acceptable now for people just to say, hey, give glory to God and then move on. But then when people start talking about Jesus Christ and giving your life and uh, changing, you know, having your heart changed, that sort of prompts a different response. And you just see the reporter kind of just kind of just turned stone face because she didn't know what to do. It was like, okay, I don't know what to do with this one. This is new territory. And I thought it was awesome, but she tried to redirect the conversation because she knew that ratings probably wouldn't be good for TV because now we're talking about Jesus Christ. Now we're talking about giving our lives to Christ and following him, which is a little bit different than what most athletes will do now as, as PJ, which you were mentioning earlier, just people pointing to the sky and, and walking off. Right. And think about though the probably the majority of our, our audience. I'm guessing we don't have a whole lot of professional athletes listening to us right now, tuned in. Uh, if you are, you know, like, subscribe, hit, uh, give us a review, uh, let us know who you are, uh, Michael Jordan, whoever you are out there. That's yeah, give a right shout now. out in a post game yeah, interview. Awesome. Uh, we're, that's fine. But for the everyman, right? I mean, we've got ultimate frisbee on Saturdays. We've got uh, co-ed softball leagues. We've got things like that that our our men are out there engaged in doing. How does you know just your average Joe? glorify God through rec league softball on Friday nights. You play fair. You play, you know, with someone who's selfless out there and, and you make sure that people know who you are. You know, I mean, make make these people aware that you are a, a follower of Christ and, and put him first in all you do, as you should be doing when you're in the grocery store or when you're at work. I mean, it, it extends to the playing field as well. Right. And you do your best, right? right. You go out there and you say, I'm going to play as hard as I can. And when you're running at first base and you trip and you break your shoulder, then you stand up and you're like, hey, you know what? I broke my shoulder, but it was wow. for the glory of God. That sounds very specific. It, it sounds like you're speaking from experience there. I mean, maybe. Maybe okay. I tripped okay. over first base and broke my shoulder. I'm a, I'm a fan, not an athlete, guys. Remember, I'm a fan, not an athlete. All right, so so sports aren't inherently bad in and of themselves, but but we know that sports can become something that is is a, a conduit of sin, right? It's something that can, can prompt uh, wrong things in our lives, bad behaviors, bad patterns. And so as we think about that, um, I found this from a, a, a blog that uh, was written on, on sports and, and how we use our sports. Um, some questions that are helpful to diagnose. You know, this first one says, do sports dominate your thoughts and are they your go-to conversational subject? I don't know about you guys, but that one, it's like, oh, okay, well, um, check the box there, maybe uh, adjust a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. For me, I can find myself if if somebody starts talking about the Cowboys, somebody starts talking about you know Texas team, the Lakers, something I really enjoy. Then, man, I I can get going for about an hour. Uh, but you know, if we're talking about scripture, is that the same? And sometimes it's convicting for me. Um, even now, um, I try to back off of watching sports, but it's still there. Like, how much passion do I do I have? Like, just talking about it, um, it, it shows up for me a lot, um, and it, it convicts me. Right. Yeah, I think often, uh, very often, about my my life when I lived in Florida, when I worked at Florida State University. You know, that was my college. I got two degrees from there. I worked in the athletics department. I grew up a diehard Florida State football fan. First time I ever saw Deion Sanders return a punt against Clemson, I was all in, undying love. I, you know, it was. Truthfully, it was my religion for so many years mm. before I became a Christian. Before I, I was, I was, you know, born again, you know, several years ago. There was 
college football, specifically Florida State sports, were my religion. And so I went from being a, a diehard fan to then working in the athletics department. And that was everything I talked about. If, if the team didn't play well, didn't do well, it would affect my time at home. I maybe would be a little more short with my wife or short with my kids, or I would be in a bad mood. I'd come home from a game and the team lost. I'm in a bad, I'm bringing that home. Right. And in my mind at the time, I think this isn't, this is sports. So that's okay if I'm in a bad mood. My team lost. This is life. This is a big deal. Yeah. You know, and bleed gold and bleed red, right? Or at, maroon? Garnet and gold. Gar- okay. Garnet and gold. Bleed, seriously, though, you, you literally, I mean, that, that's a joke I probably made many times. If you cut me, I bleed garnet and gold. And, <laughs> and the sad part is I meant it. I meant it, you know? And so for, for years, it was that way. And it took God plucking me out of that situation, which, again, I'll go, you know, praise God that I had the job. It provided for my family. I loved it. it. had so many great, you know, so many great, you know, memories of that. But when I was removed from that and moved to California and, and certain situations played out where I now, you know, work for the church and I eventually became saved out here before that, I had, I took stock of that. I'm like, wow, like, that is crazy. That was my life. Sports were my life. And there's nothing wrong with sports. That's great. But I recognized and saw like this was something that was affecting my day to day because it was the most important thing in my life. It was my wife, sports, specifically my university, kids, maybe close second, maybe right there with it. And then God was nowhere on that list anywhere. Yeah. And when that got flipped, it was a whole different story. Yeah. And that's that's one of these other diagnostics. Does, does sports have an unhealthy grip on your heart, on your life? It's you know, do you have an excessive passion for a particular team? Does it bring euphoria yeah. when they win? And does it bring a depression when they lose? And, and I can get there with you, man. When in uh, 2011, the Rangers were in the World Series, the Texas Rangers, and they were one strike away from winning the World Series two consecutive times in the same game, in game six. And they lost, right? They lost. David Freeze, Nelson Cruz. It's just, it's ingrained in my mind. It's just burned in my memory. And uh, I think I was in the fetal position on the couch. Yeah. And I think my, my <laughs> wife was worried that she was going to have to call the, uh, the, the ambulance to come yeah. and pick me up. It, it, it has that unhealthy grip. It shouldn't, it's something, it's ridiculous. It's grown men playing a game. Right. And yet we get so passionate about it yeah. that it impacts our relationships and the way we treat the people that we love most here on earth. And that, if that's happening in your life, man, you have a problem with your sports. It's become a, an idol. It's become something that has an unhealthy place in your heart. It definitely has. Life. And it's something, too. I mean, even something as simple as, you know, we all like we like to watch sports on TV, obviously. It's great. We You know, it's enjoyable. But if it's interrupting your family time or if you've got kids and you're ignoring your kids or there's things you're missing because it's on TV and you want to watch, I mean, those are little things right there where you could take steps to kind of combat a lot of that, you know. I think one thing to think about as well is, like, Think how quickly we come to the, the defense of our team, of oh, our yeah. favorite players. Mm-hmm. Like somebody said something. It's like, how dare you say that? Let me tell you all the facts to why they're great. All right? And uh, even if we, like I said, if we take it back to Scripture, like how, how, how many times are we defending the Bible that quickly? Like how dare you talk about God? I can tell you why God is good. I can tell you why we shouldn't be using God's name in vain, whatever that might be. And uh, a lot of times for guys that, that follow sports just intently, it, it's not the same. Uh, people let it go where you wouldn't let it go about your favorite team. You wouldn't let it go about your favorite player. You stand up for them. And and who are they, right? Right. right. Yeah, and the, the other thing that, that obviously even more important than when sports uh, take the place of our affection for our, our family members, um, although that's bad, certainly, is when sports dominate uh, our lives over our affections for Christ, kind of what you're, what you're saying there, Kellen, that uh, when your passion for a particular sport, a particular player, a particular athlete, a particular team is greater than your passion for Christ, greater than your passion for the church, 
when you think about going to church, how, how is your view of going to church compared to your view of watching the football game that's about to kick off at one o'clock on Sunday? I mean, what do you look forward to more, going to spend time with God's people or sitting down on your couch and watching uh, a football game? I mean, that's those are the things when this diagnostic of do, do sports have an unhealthy role and grip in our lives begin to, to become real for us. And we see this a lot with, with families, young families too, when they think about uh, parents and their kids. Youth sports in America is a $15 billion industry. $15 billion a year is spent and invested in youth sports. And some of that's on registration fees just to get your kid involved in Little League or whatever. But so much of that, the majority of that, is in these parents that hire their, their individual coaches for their kid because their kid's going to be the next superstar in this sport or that sport. And the problem is, is it begins to impact their what should be uh, God-given priorities in their lives. Yeah, it definitely does. And, and it seems like they always are happening at times in the week when – either church is going on or you could be doing things that are, you know, more, more God glorifying or, or in, they get in, get in the way in that way. But yeah, it's, it's huge. It's a huge part of the culture. And so many of us dads are guilty of too. It's like, you know, I, I, I couldn't quite make it, but maybe my son can, maybe my, maybe my daughter can be, right. you know, that next superstar and Hey, college, college can get paid for, which is great. That'd be fantastic. But we put so much stock in it and we just, we, we put all our eggs in that basket and it becomes a priority when it shouldn't be. Yeah, for sure. And it is hard, you know, and, and as parents, we can begin to, to get our kids involved in Little League and, and everything else. And, and you're caught up in that mentality. You know, some kid shows up and he's got a $400 baseball bat for that he's going to use for a year before he outgrows it. And you're like, well, what is that a competitive advantage? Like, does my kid need that? Well, what, how's my kid going to catch the eye of and, and the reality is he's not like I've had that difficult conversation with my son. Look, chances are 99.9999999999 a million other nine percent. You're not going to go pro in any sport but you are going to have to represent Christ for the rest of your life. And so we're going to invest in those things right now um, that are going to give you a better foundation for your relationship with Christ. And yeah, play sports, have fun. Like we said at the beginning, they can teach you a lot of really good things. But when it comes to a conflict between sports and the church, the church is going to win every single time. Yeah, I just think about some of the professional athletes that, that made it to the pinnacle of their sport. They've won a championship. Things you've been dreaming of since you were a five-year-old, maybe playing basketball in the driveway, of like hitting a game-winning shot to win a championship. You, you, you progress all the way through high school, college, and professionals, and you finally do it. You finally win a championship. And most of those guys that win a championship, you know, reporters are asking them, so what's next? And they're like, I don't know. And they, they really don't have an answer because they've, they've eclipsed now the pinnacle in their dream, and then they're still left feeling empty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the only thing they can say is, like, I got to go win another one, and I got to go win another one. And, and there's nothing that's fulfilling, and there's nothing that's going to go past that point in time. And so that's why, I mean, we have to have Christ. Right. Even as the, the, the top athlete will tell you, once you win that, you don't know what to do other than just go do it again. Uh, right. But at some point in time, that's gonna you're going to have to hang up the shoes, and then what are you left right. with? Right. Unless you're LeBron, and then you win it once, and then you just can't. Twice. He's going to win. Don't make me defend him right now. I just talked about <laughs> yeah. it. You know that's my favorite player. Hey, how did he do on opening night against Kawhi? It's an 82-game season. Okay. I'm just checking. I was just curious on that. He's but. Kellen's ready to defend right he's, now. He's jumping in. He is. He is ju- yeah. Kellen, I need to confront you publicly on the podcast. About totally your, being a hypocrite right now, <laughs> and you're, you're provoking But me. it's LeBron. It's LeBron. I mean, come on. All right, guys. Hey, we uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode on uh, on men and sports, and specifically how sports should uh, relate to our lives as, as believers in Christ. Uh, men, if, if you're enjoying these podcasts, we, would, again, would love for you to jump on to uh, either Spotify or Apple, wherever you listen, and just rate and review it. Um, it helps us. It helps get our, our podcast out there a little bit more for us, and so uh, that would be uh, much appreciated. 
But uh, we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And we are going to be praying for you this week and moving forward as you strive to be quality men of God.